You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com. Super Arrogant Bros recorded on June 7th, 2020. I am Dirk, and with me is my very own Shaggy 2 Dope, my very own Monoxide Child, without whom none of this would be worth a goddamn Stev. Stev, how you doing, buddy? Did you just call me a Monoxide Child? Yes. Uh, okay. He's a good rapper. I guess. Monox- mon- monoxide kills people. Well, not this kind of Monoxide, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hello, friends. Hello. It is I. So we just finished watching, uh, what was it, Clone Wars? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a big deal for you. I kind of teared up. I don't like. I don't like seeing. Oh, I don't want to do spoilers because it's that good. But yeah. I just. I don't like seeing certain characters in a moment of weakness, and that really got to me on certain parts. Okay, so tell me about that. So it's just. And I'm not going to name names because if you want to watch it, watch it. Trust me, it's worth it in the end. But and I'm also I usually wait for about six, seven months before I really do anything with the spoilers. So I'm 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 just going to say this: watching a character that you know to have been like this hard, like motherfucker, so to speak, just all of a sudden start crying because he knows what he, he he knows that there's no hope it hurts it hurts so hard it hurts so fucking hard and i i understood the clone wars to be more of a uh of a more kid friendly type of star wars show no 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 okay so when it comes down to clone wars so they say that it's supposed to be you know kid friendly and stuff like that and then it started kind of going into well we just watched someone get choked out hardcore um people are thrown into slavery there's genocide there's killing of children off screen they they seem to get away with a lot it's because that's exactly how it was supposed to be the clone wars grew with its audience so i remember watching the movie back in 2009, I think that's when it first came out. That was the first, like, actual Star Wars movie I watched when I was a co- when I was a kid, and it's just, it, it was it was really cool. I thought it was a little weird in some points, but again, I'm I I I'm, I'm I was a little too old to, you know, just enjoy it as it is, but I was also still young to think to myself like yeah this is actually kind of cool i i enjoyed this and then going from season one to seven through the years was a fucking trip and a half like i 
I now know how certain people feel when it comes down to anime. Like, watching these characters grow and develop and, like, watching them have to go through all of these ordeals. It, it, uh, uh. <laughs> well, so you understand what it was like for people that would would grow up watching things like Dragon Ball Z for, for so long. Yeah. Like, I, I got to watch all these characters grow and develop and die and then get resurrected which is bullshit and but die and but anyway re- resurrected <laughs> limp biscuit gave ev- uh, gave goku his power in order to do the spirit bomb see <laughs> I, I see the picture like everybody in the everybody in the air raise your hands up like it just don't care and like as That's you can see biscuit. i don't know doing? i don't know all i know is that like there's there's immediately an image where it's just like everyone raises their hands up in the air including captain america thank you limp biscuit because of you i am able to produce the spirit bomb <laughs> okay let me ask you something about star wars um y- you remember how big of a controversy it was when um the last jedi came out and and everybody was upset with this movie it is still being shit on even by it's, the actors. Yeah, yeah. Like, John Boyega does not give a shit. John Boyega made hella bank, but he also, he was, star, he was like, being a part of Star Wars and being told, like, yeah, you, 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 you got one of the main character parts in Star Wars and, like, immediately, like, saying to yourself, like, oh, my God, I'm part of Star Wars. Like, when, it wasn't Last Jedi, Force Awakens first came out yeah. everyone was excited like this is the first star wars movie we've seen in years and it was all right when it first came out i mean there were still some issues with it with we we should have seen what was happening with ray coming a lot sooner it was a stepping stone it was a stepping stone but the stepping stone was padded so that way when you stepped onto the next stone you wouldn't notice the spikes and then, you know, Last Jedi came out. Mark Hamill did not like where they went with his character. Everyone agreed. Um, and then the transition from Last Jedi to Rise of Skywalker, you kind of noticed that even the actors really didn't like what was happening. They tried, they tried to be Avengers in Star Wars. Oof. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. They tried to be Avengers by bringing back old characters to feed on nostalgia. Yeah. Now you 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 can argue and say that no, it's it's supposed to be for a new it's a new Star Wars for a new generation, but even the new generation didn't like the movie because they've also seen the old movies, and they're also a little bit wiser. So looking in, they, a lot of the people that were looking in just kind of said to themselves like, this is, this is really boring. Like, I remember watching the old movies, and, like, Luke got his hand cut off. Ray exists to do Force things. That's all she was there for. She was there as a self-insert, and even the actor kind of said, yeah, this is not how I pictured Ray to go down. Whereas... Where where's the loss? Where's the issues with this? The only person that died in last Je- in uh, last Jedi, well, main character that died was Luke, and he died in a very kind of punk ass way. 
<laughs> like he dodged yeah. things as a force ghost. Like he he force projected to another planet, and it's just like, okay, that's that's really cool. So Luke is a very strong and powerful Jedi. Then he dies. Yoda burns down an entire library of, you know, knowledge that could be that could have been used to train Rey in, you know, mastering the Force and understanding that her fucking can-do attitude will be the downfall of what she loves. She, you know, she needs to focus herself. I didn't see Ray as someone who had self-control, and yet she always came out on top against a child, a, a, a man that had grown from, you know, like a, a Padawan to basically a Sith Lord. And she's able to stand toe-to-toe with him almost immediately. No. When, 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 when Luke fought Darth Vader, you could tell he was toying with him. He even says, oh, this is really fucking easy. I'm like, okay, here we go. Oh, no, he can jump now. Oh, that's really cool. I guess we'll keep it going here. And then let me show you what happens when Papa gets angry. Arm gets cut <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah. Arm gets cut off. Big reveal. Luke is nearly broke because of that reveal. But, you know, none of the characters in Empire Strikes Back got away without scars. Fuck. Han Solo, a very beloved character, gets frozen in carbonite. The person that you say to yourself, like, yeah, he has been escaping, like, all of these, like, basically near-death situations. And he's he, he's escaping from them because, you know, he, he has the knowledge and shit like that. Like, there there was loss in Empire Strikes Back. It was a perfect sequel because... Of, all, of, of the loss. And then like even at the end of the movie. It still gives you that glimmer of hope. Like though the characters. Have basically lost at this point. It didn't feel like a loss. It felt like a hard fought win. They got out alive from a very near impossible situation. And they fought hard for it. And then just all of a sudden watching Ray just kind of go, oh, my God, this is really easy. Oh, baby, a twipple. Wee. Oh, man, the power of my friends is going to save me. Yeah. Palpatine should have just fucking went zap. <laughs> fucking loser. <laughs> so here's what I was wanting to get at, though. Uh, when it came to the arguments over The Last Jedi, something that I saw was was people either holding signs or writing posts saying that we're arguing about we're arguing over a movie about space wizards for kids. Yeah, that's what it initially was supposed to be, and then it grew into something else. Well, do you really think that the like the original Star Wars, like was that supposed to be for kids? That well, so the actor that played Obi Wan Kenobi yeah. in the original trilogy, is said that this is basically this is a children's a children's story with knights. With with knights and rogues and stuff like that, literally, if you just take the Millennium Falcon and turn it into like, like just a, a seafaring vessel, and you just turn all the lasers into like just something else, like crossbows, or they're fighting swords and swords and stuff like that, it is it is your classic run of the mill D and D party running around. It is your pl- classic run of the mill eighties fantasy movie 
It hurts now that you make that realization, huh? That's a gigantic yeah. pill. See, loss of a mentor. Yeah. And we feel we feel sympathies for this farm boy that is effectively as of the prequels, the chosen one. And like if if you start looking at it from a fantasy's perspective, yeah, it's the original trilogies, the the first movie is a kind of a children's storyline but then it grew because they realized that people really like that but they want more out of it star wars has so much potential and george lucas looked at it and just said we're gonna grow this we're gonna grow this even more so that way empire strikes back will be amazing and they made a perfect sequel like it is it is 100% believe unanimously that the Empire Strikes Back is how you do a sequel. Like, there is loss for these characters. Like, the characters went through ordeal to get where they are. And at the end of the movie, yeah, sure, they lost, but they grew from that loss. Like, Luke now has to now has to live with that, with his, with his injury, with, with losing his, his hand. And then in Revenge of the Sith, and in fucking Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi, you notice that, oh my god, like, he's, he's, he's seeing what he is becoming, like, he is almost tipping over into the dark side, and then he realizes what exactly, that, what exactly he is, he is turning into his father, and he has the choice right then and there to turn away from the dark side, to not fall down the same, to not do the same mistake that that Anakin Skywalker did. And so instead of succumbing to the dark side and killing the main bad villain, which is a common trope when it comes down to it, he throws down his lightsaber and just says, no, I'm a Jedi like my father before me. Mm -hmm. And Luke didn't kill the big bad evil guy. No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. No. You know who did? You know whose redemption arc Return of the Jedi was because the Jedi uh, because a a Jedi did return, Darth Vader. Yeah. Darth Vader was no longer Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Darth Vader was destroyed, and Luke did save his father. It hurts. It hurts. But okay, so like everything that you just talked about here. Uh, everything you talk about is something that is able to relate to uh, both kids and, and adults. Like it, it doesn't really matter what age you're at; you're still able to find some enjoyment out of it in the first place. Yeah. So, like, if you if you grew up with it, it it's kind of hard to grow out of it unless the the series takes some sort of nosedive. Yeah. And um, despite the fact that Clone Wars is is labeled as like a, a show for for kids mm-hmm. uh it, it takes some very mature themes with it yeah and um like even like sure if you want to say that star wars is a a movie about space wizards for kids at the same time though it's like it, it doesn't matter if it's for kids like a, a bad movie is a bad movie yeah. and it needs to be held into uh, accountability as such and so clone wars was was crafted with a lot of care 
And I can, and I can tell that. Like, it was made by people that really gave a shit from the the animation down to the 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 soundtrack scores that came with it it was it was meant to give a certain atmosphere and and a well it gave a, a very very bittersweet ending at the at the finale that i watched with you and so like if this kids show is able to nail something like like character growth so well then then why shouldn't the movies doesn't matter if they're kids. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and and get things going here. Uh, let's go ahead and start off with the games of the week. I feel sad now. Games of the week. So I found out that you were trying out Inquisition on the PC. And we, we found out that the EA games, like a good chunk of the EA games that were on Origin are now finally on Steam. So tell me about your experience with Inquisition. So Inquisition, I I remember playing it when it first came out on a fucking Xbox 360. I never had it on the PC. I'm going to put that out there. A lot of the games that I have finished to completion... I've played on the Xbox first, or I I've played on console first. So did I actually. I, I played that on on the PS4. Like I got that from the release night, and I did get sucked in to an extent. And then after I played it on PC, like I started noticing that a keyboard and mouse actually works much much better for the controls. It feels a lot better. I I will say this and I think that's the one thing that really off-putted me. Was it on the PS4? My god, I think I'm getting early dementia now that I start thinking about it. <laughs> Don't worry about oh, it. Oh my god. Like I remember, I remember uh I was at I was at my college. Yeah. And and I was and I was realizing like after this class is over, I get to uh, just ho- go hop in my car and I'm going to be Going straight to the mall to get to to GameStop to hang out with my my buddy Ted, while we're waiting for this game to come out. I was listening to Blind Guardian on the way to the mall. Oh my god! I remember listening to Ashes to Ashes uh, from the Somewhere Far Beyond album, which you need to listen to the entire album. You remember how you you mentioned how it felt emotional when you listened to a Bard song? Yeah, yeah. That's the album that it comes from. Oh wow! Okay, so I'll, I'll I'll probably download that tonight. Now that I start thinking about it, yeah. So, but, and I know I've already talked to you about this on Facebook. Yes, it feels okay, and that bothers me a lot. Like, I understand where they're going to, uh, where they're going with it. Like, I enjoy the story behind it. I enjoy like the the. the I enjoy the aesthetics, I think. Yeah, that's that's the word I, I'm looking I for. I fucking love the aesthetics. Yeah, I love the aesthetics. But it's just... It feels like they could have done more, and they should have stopped that stupid collectible quest. Yes. Okay. So Holy the, shit. So the way that I mean it, and I know I know you have talked about it before, Papa Jacob, but... Every single time I'm doing this, every single time I have to go and look for the shards, I, I roll my eyes. I roll my eyes a lot whenever I have to go and look for collectibles. Because instead of the collectibles just being something that you can go grab and just like, oh, I, I 
huh, what is this little fucking nonsense thing? Oh, I have like a little thing now. That's kind of cool. Oh, maybe I should probably go and get some more. The game just basically says, hey fam, here's a crystal skull where you can go and find all this bullshit. Okay, that's really cool. Um, I thought collectibles were supposed to be harder to find. Yeah, but you have to go and travel around the world. But I know where they are. Yeah, isn't that fun? It's it's sort of like in Fallout Four where it's, hey, you're you're leading the settlement, but you get to do all the bitch work. Hey, you're the head of the Inquisition. Do all this bitch work. And, and you know what the the grind reminds me of? It, it makes me think of a mediocre MMORPG. Yes, it feels so fucking MMOE. Like imagine if, like if World of Warcraft just stopped being fun. That is is Dragon Age Inquisition during the grinding periods, yeah. because everything else, like <laughs> the, 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 everything else, the, the storyline to the role playing in it to the choices that I make. Uh, the the character creation, the the abilities, the spells that I was able to use as a, as a mage, I loved it all. But God, fucking damn it! Every time I, I I was like, okay, I have to be at this level to be able to progress through this point. Okay, what are my options here? Go find go find crystals. No, fuck you. Let me fight. Let me fight something. Okay, close some close a shitload of rifts. Okay, this is tedious, but I'll do it. <laughs> Just to be able to progress through the story. I had to close rifts in order to level up. Yes. Like, I understand that, you know, in the story, rifts are dangerous. They give demons. Give me an incentive other than XPs to go and do rifts. That's all I ask. Give me an incentive to go out there and just say, okay, well, I need to close this, I need to close this rift at some point. Otherwise, this is going to be dangerous for me. It, it, it would have been cool if the longer you let a rift stay open, the more demons pop out, and that makes traveling around a lot more hazardous. That'd be really fucking cool. Um, For instance, and I know we already talked about doing the bitch work in Fallout 4. For me, I enjoyed it simply for the fact that, you know, you're the settlement leader, what you say goes. And you, then you get to make your own little bedroom with a bunch of really cool stuff. And then I had a mod that allows me to freeze NPCs in place and like make them, you know, they're my they're my dudes that just stand out there now. <laughs> are, are they like giant garden gnomes for you? No, they're more like I'll know. They're like showcases for armor that I like. Oh my god! <laughs> so I just trap people in place and just say, well, let's see here. I like this armor. I like this. Ar- yeah, you look really cool right now. Can I go home? This is your home. I have a toilet right there. That's just a hole in the ground. Yeah. Here's a trowel. Hey, no flushing problems. <laughs> no flushing problems at all. But it's just Fallout 4 made building the settlement fun, at least in my perspective. I already talked about this before. It's just that building that building aspect, the, the seeing the progress that you're making in this settlement makes you more invested into protecting the settlement. So uh, on my last Fallout save, I had a mod that would tell you whether or not some like a town was going to be invaded, and it also opened up Quincy. You'll notice that in... S- a certain part of the game, if you go out exploring in the raider town or the 
the mercenary town, if you clear it out, you'll notice that there is an actual settlement thing where you where it looks like you can click on it, but you actually can't. I thought that that was kind of stupid. So I just decided to say to myself, you know what? Fuck it. I am going to be making this place a new settlement now. So I downloaded some mods so that way I can make it settleable. And now that town is massive. I have bunkers that will defend against raiders that try and ta- uh, that try and take over. Um, there have been multiple times where I'm like, "Oh my god, this 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 fucking settlement's under attack." I'm gonna run over there right now, and oh my, settlers have literally gunned down three death claws because I left defensive power armor, kind of in in different checkpoints. So they're running around in power armor with laser miniguns. And I just like, oh, God, oh, man, they're already fighting. Ah, I really don't want them to die and stuff like that. And I run over and it's just the last little thing that I see is just this settler that is just walking towards someone in this fucking hot rod power armor, just gunning down a fucking death claw. Yeah. And I and I walk over to him and he just says, easy, easy living. This ain't. Oh, okay. My back hurt. My feet hurt. Everything hurt. You just killed a death claw. I'm hungry. <laughs> like, I I named that man. <laughs> I kind of wish I could get that stuff in, in the Dragon Age games, too. Yeah. So, like, I, I, as, as much as I enjoy a lot of elements about Inquisition, and I became very cautiously excited for uh, a Dragon Age 4 to come out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cautiously. Yeah. As in... I know very well that that uh, Bioware could easily fuck this game up. EA could just say, "I want to make money on this, so you're going to make it online or bust." Yeah, and I really hope uh, Bioware just said, "No, I guess Inquisition is the last game." Then it could be a fantasy Mass Effect Andromeda for all that I know, and so oh. like this is like the real time for Bioware to redeem itself. If they were to continue working on this game, last I knew, I I don't think they are right now. I think it was scrapped. I think, from what I understand, it went to development hell, the worst kind of hell. Okay, yeah, yeah, an EA development hell cycle for that's not a good sign. That's not good. So that's not good here's the thing, all. though: if if Bioware wants to be able to win the trust from people, the very first thing they need to be doing is not not make a mass effect game that's good but make a dragon age game that is that is unquestionably good. You're not a fan of the first game, are you? The first game was really slow for me. I don't right. know why. Every single time I've tried to get into the game, it's just it feels boring. And I know I've talked to old friends about this and I'm like, I couldn't get into Dragon Age Origins. It was Kind of boring. It's like, but well, it's because you didn't do it the right way. No, 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 no. Yeah, that no, shouldn't no, be an no, argument. No, no, no. So, like, with with uh, yeah, with Origins, people thought it was a holy grail as far as uh, role playing games go, and then they shit the bed for Dragon Age Two, and then for Dragon Age th- Inquisition, mm-hmm. Razor Fist tried saying that this game was Dragon Age: The Apology. I don't think the apology was good enough. I think the apology was more along the lines, okay, we're going to try. This is going to be this is going to be a weird trip for everyone involved. And it really was a weird trip. 
See, do you want to know why Diablo 3 is cocaine to me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cocaine will make you feel like Superman. Yeah. I don't know this. I have a relative who did it. That's how they described it to me. <laughs> okay, and I, I understand that people think that Diablo 1 and 2 are better than 3. I get it, and I, and I totally understand why. But what Diablo 3 does is it, it gives you that incentive to go, go, go. You are constantly killing things, and you are constantly gaining experience, and you are blowing up numbers. That is is exactly why I love dungeon crawling. I like blowing up numbers as big as I possibly can before the bubble bursts. Yeah, that like it gives me a a just beautiful power trip when I play as my wizard that is using a fire hose of death. Um. If you could, if they could somehow make it so that the the leveling is is not so tedious, that then we're going to be on the right kind of track. Yeah, like I'm not expecting them to do a Diablo three esque method of of dealing out em- enemies and XP, but what I am saying is that um, there are role playing games that are able to give you a path of a power trip that's going to make it not so tedious for you. And, and they need to take advantage of that. It's, it's, it's just, I like it. I like Dragon Age Inquisition. I'm going to keep playing with it. After I beat the game, I'm going to do it again, but with mods. So that way I don't have to, you know, realize that I kind of want to, Oh, God. I forgot you could use mods in that game. Yeah, there are mods out there. I'm going to look for them. But at that point, it's just, I don't know. It just, feels like it has a lot of ambition behind it it's just that it wasn't executed correctly in my opinion just it's too much running around doing fetch like fetch quest stuff well yeah fetch quest stuff but it's just it it, it kind of started turning into i'm not an inquisitor i'm just an adventurer at this point an inquisitor is supposed to be you know Finding out different ways to uh, to to make sure that the rift closes down. Yeah, I don't want to be the basic bitch boy. I have other people for that. Now, if it turned out that Dragon Age Inquisition, you could literally just make your own companions and then send them out. That would be fucking cool. My dream game is literally every companion has its has their own unique personality, but you can customize exactly what they look like. You can customize what spells they're going to be having outside of like their passive stuff. And there you go. I want a customizable thing. That's all I want. Right. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to mention about this game because it just it just feels like there's so much. Okay, yeah, yeah. We're the, we're the Druffalo roam. That was the biggest load of bullshit for a quest I've ever had to do. I had to leave a lead a druffalo. It's it like okay, it's a buffalo, but they call it druffalo in the in the fucking uh, RPG, and you have to lead it back to the ranch. It was bullshit. I'm not gonna do that quest. No, I don't want to do that anymore. I skip that every time I I play through the game nowadays. But anyways, let's go ahead and get into the gaming news. Well, you got to do it for the hundred percent. No. <laughs> Gaming news. 
First up on what we have for gaming news is not quite news, but more of a rumor, a uh, a, a pipe dream of, of my end here. And if it comes true, then I will never have a reason to purchase the PlayStation 4. A possible, possible, no way guaranteed or, or verified uh, Bloodborne PC port. Bloodborne is a perfect game to me. I love that game. Yeah. I love that game so much. It, it is on par with me for Dark Souls and Dark Souls 3. It, um, uh, there's, there's so much behind that game. So much to the lore, the storyline, where if you, if you dig, then you're able to, to figure out a lot of weird shit about the world that you're in. But the gameplay, oh God, get the gameplay. Like, I think that, a game that focuses more on the gameplay is going to be better. But at the same time, though, with Bloodborne, I get it all. I get it all. And it's not spoon-fed to me either. <sighs> you have to work for your meal. Yes, you do. Remember you th- work for your fucking meal. Remember- the storyline is the reward. Yeah. Re- re- remember the fucking comic where it's like video games nowadays. Hey, you got the goal. Congratulations. Like, oh, you got eaten. Uh, you, 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 here's the food. Yay! You did it. Fucking blo- uh, fucking Bloodborne. Do you want to be? Do you want the food? Do you want the cookie? Come and claim it. <laughs> a flaming yeah. longsword right behind this man. <laughs> um. So you know what? If uh, this game comes out for the PC, you know what that also means? Mod support. Mod support it means you get to play your chaos seeds now. <laughs> Just basically walk on in. Oh, f- Fuck me. There's the goddamn moon. I don't like this no more. Mm-hmm. You can replace the moon with the moon from Soul Eater. Oh, no. <laughs> I've already done that in Skyrim. Who gives a shit nowadays? Uh, up next, Fallout 76 refunds are being issued by EB Games. And Ooh. if you don't know what EB Games is, it is the same company uh, that GameStop is under, but it is from Australia. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Australia recognized the uh, the failure that is Fallout 76, and uh, they're saying, nope, nope, you, you got to give money back for this. Yeah. You sold a broken product, and uh, no. And people, no. People aren't playing it now. Yep. And uh, then we also have uh, a, a... Oh, God, this is going to be a weird one to go through, actually. Oh, what is this one? Animal Crossing Tiananmen Square Memorial organized by Hong Kongers. Just every day you look back at Hong Kong and you realize how base they are. Yeah. Yes. This is why I want their freedom. Yeah, I do too. I'm not. I'm probably not going to see it, which is depressing and and makes me want to want to just like stay in a shower for days and days. But fucking Hong Kong. You base sons of bitches. Uh, from TechRaptor.net, more than one Animal Crossing Tiananmen Square memorial has been organized by Hong Kong-based players in-game after Hong Kong banned public gatherings due to the COVID-19 pandemic. As Abacus News reported, players have crafted in-game photos to serve as a memorial to the Tiananmen Square protests. These involve players creating various custom designs to communicate their message along with appropriate clothing, placement of furniture, and island villagers. 
the virtual uh, the sorry the virtual vigils echo in-game protests that took place earlier this year. Hong Kongers looking to express themselves while under a stay-at-home order due to the coronavirus pandemic elected to use this Nintendo Switch games. Uh, as an outlet to communicate their message. Now, Animal Crossing New Horizons is being used as an outlet by people from Hong Kong once again. Just can't keep stopping it. No. Can't keep stopping this base, boys. The train just keeps going and going. Oh, my God. It's such a fucking... I don't want this train to stop until I feel... I feel the spirit of freedom. Like, oh, my God, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, I don't know what to say. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, up next, the Xbox PC store is uh, receiving modding support. Ooh, that's big. That is very fucking big. So now the reason why a lot of us stay away from Epic Games as much as we can is because, well, for one, we have no modding support. We do have that on Steam. We even have that on Origin, for Christ's sakes. Mm-hmm. But to be able to see this for the Xbox PC store, that is fantastic. And what uh, what Microsoft will do is, you know, if you decide that you want to mod your stuff, uh, Microsoft will just come out flat out saying, hey, if you, if you break things in the game, we're not responsible for it. Just do this at your own caution. Yeah. Well, and I mean, push comes to shove. Remember, all good modders always have a backup. Exactly. Just if 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 all of a sudden something breaks, start disabling mods, and then start playing the game. Yep. That's exactly how we did it with Skyrim. Mod it till it breaks, and then fix it. And then fix it so that way you can enjoy it fully now. Yeah, Todd Howard. Uh, summer gdq online will replace physical event kind of figured yeah we've already Uh, seen it with ea we've already i mean we've already seen it with e3 sorry uh we were going to be seeing it with blizzcon but that's been thrown out the window for specific reasons Mm -hmm. just it I hate to say it, I do feel like nowadays with what just ha- what's happening this year, people are not going to want to go to uh want to go to, you know, gaming conventions for their news anymore. Right. They're just going to stay at home, do what they need to in order to watch it, and then call it a day. There's no reason for anyone nowadays to go out to the conventions and do this. Now they can just cherry pick the best ones and then call it a day. Well, shit, dude. I mean, I remember uh, going through the unofficial PlayStation magazine every month. And uh, during E3, they would have an E3 special issue. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was before the age where you could ever stream the events that are going on now. But so, so nowadays, it's like if you and I want to be able to just watch the E3 streams while they're going on, we have every ability to, to do so. Mm-hmm. But I had to read the the notes from the journalists back then. It was fun. I yeah. I miss it. And uh, now there's a bit of news that you had that you wanted to go through. Yes, I do. So the first one is actually going to be a little bit uh, a little bit annoying. I'm not going to lie, but what am I going to do about it? Um, so we were getting very psyched and stoked for the new Shadowlands 
uh, reveal that was going to be happening very soon. Uh, most of us, well, me, I fucking, I, I, I honestly do think that Shadowlands is probably going to save it. Is probably going to start bringing people back a lot more and a lot more. I agree. And 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 like the more information that you drop on the game, the bigger the hype is going to be. That's how it's always going to be. But however, Blizzard Activision decided that they wanted to can- uh, cancel their Shadowlands live stream because of the because of the protests that are happening right now. And it's just. I understand it, but this is coming from a company that on a trigger uh, that got really trigger happy and started banning people for talking about the Hong Kong protests. Like you, you don't immediately get to do that and then real and then try and play the good guy card at this point. They've already had bad press and people aren't going to look at this and say, Oh, they're, they're, they're being sensitive and stuff like that. They're going to look at this and say, yeah, but earlier this year, you literally crack down on people talking about the Hong Kong protests. You, 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 you started this year off being the bad guys. And at this point, it's like people that really do care about watching these sorts of live streams, they're going to be sad about it, but they're going to see what Blizzard is doing. They're not doing it out of the kindness of their hearts. They're doing it so that way they can get more publicity under their skin. And it's just, it's aggravating to think that a company would do that just because they want more, they want more good boy points. It's just aggravating. Ah, God, I just, I I feel a little angry about that. I know that they're going to be rescheduling it for whenever they believe that it shouldn't happen. But at this point, it's just like, you're, 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 you're probably doing this for the wrong reasons. If they're going to be pushing it back for next week, then sure, absolutely. But from what it's sounding like, they're not giving any details of what's happening with this. All they say is that they're going to be sharing it in the future. And that's that's about it. And it's, uh, I don't know. There's a video from Upper Echelon Gamers about this, actually. Not the, well, uh, not so much this this event from Blizzard, but... Uh, he was talking about how these companies are just doing what is the path of least resistance. And uh, you'll notice like with, with Bethesda on, on their social media from the Western, uh, from the Western countries, uh, they would be able to change it to the pride flag. But in areas where areas that are more homophobic, then it's just the standard Bethesda logo with no, fancy design on it at all yep so like it makes me question the validity of of what they're saying and and how much they actually believe in what they're talking about like i i I don't um i don't think that a person should be able should um not be able to protest if they don't want to so but if if you're going to be protesting that like yeah you've you've got to be able to um speak your mind the whole way through so seeing uh, companies like um, like Bethesda be able to just back out of of uh, you know celebrating Pride Month, you know depending on the country, like I think that sucks. 
that really fucking sucks. It really does. But at the same time, though, I understand that they are trying to be able to keep their business as much as possible. It just feels gross to me. Mm-hmm. So. Just, ugh, I don't know. Yeah. Any other comments on it from you? Not exactly. It's just, it, it, it it's... <laughs> I don't think they're doing it out of the kindness of their heart. I think they're doing it for good boy points. That's I agree. All. It's a good guy badge. Yeah. All right, then. Let's go ahead and get into the topic of the week. Topic of the week. So when it comes down to DLCs, love them or hate them, they exist. And whether or not you actually do buy them it's kind of it's 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 always kind of a fucking mixed bag of tricks when it comes down to DLCs like for instance some DLCs will just be cosmetic only items some DLCs will be massive updates for the game um uh sometimes this f- uh, DLC will become free LC where it just it's 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 a free update for everyone and it comes with extra cosmetic items but what has to be something that grabs your attention when you start looking into getting DLCs? Like that, and, and, and for me, at least, it always boils down to what exactly am I going to be getting, and then what exactly is the price. That's how I always do my DLCs. Well, so this is going to be a bit of a tough one here. Well, a tough one to explain, maybe. So I come from the days of uh, of game expansions, and uh, by game expansions, like you could you could look into the the very first uh, Sims game. And oh you remember, God, yeah! Like you remember, like every once in a while they'd come out with a new expansion to bring in new features for the game, and uh, like people loved them, and so EA was more than happy to be able to uh, have max maximum produce more. <laughs> <laughs> and it's um i think that's what i like i like having a a package of new content to be able to go through um we have new content coming up for doom eternal in the near future and i'm of course going to be purchasing this but um uh, it's not very often that i get this expansion method of of DLC. And I think one of the best examples I can give is The Witcher 3. Okay. So you got um you got two uh big old expansions like and, and the uh and and the last one was basically the size of a game. It was so big but also so good that um it it won role playing game of the year actually. Which is it, it's weird though. Like you have to have the the base game to be able to play this, but at the same time, it's like fuck it. it it's its own game at that point. Yes, and it is. It's it's remarkable on how fast something like that will will really kind of you know grab people's attention. So it's and like God. Now, when it comes down to DLCs, it will always DLC is just basically downloadable content whether or not that content is a lot of content or small amount of cosmetic items it's the the fact still remains that you're going to be paying for it 
So when you talked about blood and wine, it was worth the price tag of what was it like 20 bucks or something like that? I think so. And it, it was worth it. You got your money's worth hardcore. And there's one thing that someone told me when it comes down to purchasing video games. If you enjoyed every, if you enjoyed every minute of it, that's every every minute equals a dollar. Every um, when w- when you start getting into it, and like for instance, Mech Warrior Online, I already have about. 50, 60 hours into it. Sorry, MechWarrior 5. I already have about 50, 60 hours of it. I enjoyed it completely, but right now it's just like, I, mm, I, I, don't, I, I have other games that I want to play. Like, But I feel as though I paid a good price tag when it came down to it. Uh, when it came down to DLCs for, uh, fuck, what's the one that I really fucking enjoy when it came down to it? Uh... Oh god, I'm trying to remember the last DLC I like really enjoyed. Oh, um the Skyrim uh Vampires one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. It gave a lot more content for you to mess around with. It gave you some really cool items, gave you a really nice storyline. And all in all, it was enjoyable. Uh Far Harbor for Fallout 4. Remarkable. The robotic uh, the the robot DLC for Fallout 4. Pretty fun. I only paid, what, 10? No, I probably paid a little bit less than that. I probably paid about $8 for it. It, it, was, it was minimal. But I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed that, ex- I, I enjoyed that DLC. But when it comes down to what I look for in a DLC is whether or not it's, oh, I'm paying 10 bucks for a lot of cosmetic items. That's... I don't know about that, Captain. And I think the only time where I've ever been disappointed with paying for DLC would have probably been trying to remember it. I think Nuka World and Mothership Zeta were the ones where I just looked over at, at like, so Fallout 3 and uh, Fallout 4, respectively. Or well, either or you get the idea, but it would just it didn't fit with how I wanted with how the game was. You kind of get what I'm saying. Uh, what I'm saying here, yeah. Like Mothership Zeta was just an action shooter. I wanted an RPG. I wanted I wanted things like The Pit. I wanted things like uh, what was the last DLC for Fallout Three? The liberty of uh, the 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 one where you bring the fight to the enclave and you wipe out the enclave from uh, DC. That was a fun DLC. I liked it a lot. It had its RPG moments. You had multiple ways of dealing with this sort of thing, and it didn't throw you out of the game world into this very small confined space, like Mothership Zeta. Nuka World. Say what you will about Fallout Four. It gives you a lot of ways of dealing with problems, such as talking to people and basically making sure that, you know, everything's on the up and up. You know, there there, there are times in that game where it's like, instead of blasting your way into this, you can just talk your way out of it. Like, that's fun for me. 
So all of a sudden going into Nuka World and realizing you only have two options, murder murder settlers or murder raiders. That's that's about it. Like I don't I don't know what you want from me. And then on top of that, apparently if you do the DLC, you piss off people no matter what you do. Like when it comes down to your companions. Like that's dumb. Old World Blues for Fallout New Vegas. I love that DLC. I love that DLC to fucking death. It it, it it scratches everything that I want in a game like that. It, it, it gave me my futuristic stuff, like tons of enemies to start shooting at, gave me different ways of dealing with problems, and expanded the, expanded the world, and... It made me feel better. Uh, what's the other one? The the card one where you go out and the 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 other one that I really like a lot is there is a uh, there's a part in the game where it's like uh, in, in in that DLC where it's like you're going on a heist, like an actual heist, and you have to go out and collect all these people so that way you can go and do the heist and everything goes wrong and that's amazing I love it to death and then you have DLCs that you kind of just look at and just say there's no reason for this thing to exist all this is is just adding an hour of gameplay onto the game it's boring I don't like it I kind of wish I could get a refund right now (laughs) and it's uh, and so because of Nuka World, I have always paid attention to what exactly I'm going to be getting out of the DLC. When it comes down to Crusader Kings, like, what am I going to get out of the DLC? Something good? Mm, not really. It doesn't look like it has in any other mechanics other than the stuff that is just going to make my life more miserable in that game. Can I give a, an example of what I'm hating about DLC? Mm. So, I, I, I come from the old, old days of where you would... You would uh, gain new characters in a fighting game from playing the game. Yes, and uh, that that changed. It's it's now that uh, you are purchasing new characters to be able to play as them. So when I saw a trailer for Spawn in Mortal Kombat 11, I was pretty excited. When I saw a trailer for RoboCop in that game, oh boy, I I, I had a chub. But then, so I bought the game on sale for like twenty three bucks, and I decided, you know what? Maybe I'll just I'll be able to uh, purchase those two characters if I wanted to, and and continue from there. And I realized that if I want what is going to be like the entire package of the game, I'm going to be spending more money on the DLC than I would for the actual game itself. Biggest oof in existence. That is such a shitty thing to do. It's dirty. It's fucking dirty. Imagine if I paid fifty nine ninety nine for that game, and I and then after that, I, I'm spending at the very least thirty bucks for uh, new characters and new skins and shit. Like, okay, I get it. Like, paying twenty bucks for uh, the Witcher DLC made it so that I had hours and hours and hours worth of content to go through in one run. Mm-hmm. In Mortal Kombat 11, 
I'm paying to have extra characters. And I'm paying to have extra skins and I think extra levels too. Either way though, like it's not worth the money to me at all. And then if I want to pay like six bucks for a character, it's like, eh. You know, maybe I, maybe I'd rather earn them, but I, I understand the incentive of of uh, making a deal for those characters. Oh yeah. So, and I'm gonna piggyback off of that. Actually, I really hate it when developers think that, oh, I'm gonna put out a DLC right here, but it's gonna be DLC that people have wanted to just be a regular update instead of, you y- you know, I I want to make. Like let's let's say that in a game, you start playing it and you realize that I really want like I really want this mechanic to be a thing. Like it sh- it should be a thing for me to do this one little thing. And then a couple days later, the developers say, "Hey, we're putting out a new DLC right now that has that thing that you want. That the the one thing that makes everyone's life a lot easier. You you just have to pay ten dollars for it." Everyone and their mother loses their fucking minds because it's like, no, this thing, this 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 feature should have been in the game when it first came out, and then you start, and then the people that do pick up the DLC and they start playing it, and then you just kind of realize that this should have been in the game in the first place, so that way the rest of the game can be enjoyable. You kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's like if um, like okay, so I'm go- I'm going I know I'm going back to The Witcher again, but like it's it's such a good example of what I'm talking about here, where if um, CD Projekt Red develops this this gigantic story that you could read in in a big thick novel, you go through that novel, and you realize, hey, I want seconds, and you get what is like a sequel. To that novel. Mm-hmm. Not as long, but it's still a damn good, solid sequel. What Mortal Kombat feels like it's doing is, uh, like, let's say I, I'm um, playing through The Witcher and I'm noticing that there are some chapters that are being skipped. And if I want to play those those chapters, then I need to buy the DLC for them. That would piss me off a lot because yeah. it's, it's an enjoyable storyline. It's an enjoyable thing, and then all of a sudden you tell me I have to, I have to go through a paywall in order to play the game. That I I I don't want to play this anymore. I honest to God just don't like what I'm seeing right now. It's just it's obnoxious. Or better yet, the DLC adds adds to the game what a mod already does for you. Oh, Bethesda tried doing that, too. Yeah, and they got the shit kicked out of them. Oh, they did. They got the shit kicked out of them hard by two <laughs> by two different people. The, the the fans of the series, and then Steam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Valve was like, no, like, no, 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 no. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> put that down, son. <laughs> when, when, when Gabe Newell tells you to put down the fucking wrench, you need to listen to him. Then he's gonna bring out the fucking hammer, <laughs> yeah, and just tell you, boy, we have the workshop. Your stupid modding community thing that you're trying to do right now is dumb, and you should hate it right now. 
because otherwise no one's going to touch that store. <laughs> and and, and I'm, I'm, I'm always remembering when Bethesda tried to sell private servers so you can mod on them. And immediately everyone just kind of looked over and just said, I can just do this in Fallout 4. Yeah, I just, nah. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go back to Fallout 4. And player counts dipped that day. Because <laughs> they just said, if I want this, I'll just go into Fallout 4. I would not be surprised if one day some modder is just going to say, you know, they don't really, I mean, all I have to do is just make a new map. I'm going to make Fallout 76 and Fallout 4. It's like the the boyfriend who's like, you know, girls are just so uh, complicated. You know, they never just tell you what they want when, like, the woman is screaming at him. Have sex with me! Have sex! Like, she's screaming at, the, at, at him, like, what she wants out of him. But he's, but he's like, you know, you're just... Ah, you're just not communicating what you want here. Like... If if Bethesda would like actually just listen, listen to us, and and like maybe take some direction out of it, like I understand that that a gamer's wants are not always going to be realistic. Uh, most of the time, they're not very realistic either way. But like you could still like just 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 uh, scout what people are thinking and wanting and and. Um, Work with that. You're not Apple where Steve Jobs would try to figure out what you wanted before you even knew that you wanted it. Like, that was the goal of Apple. Mm-hmm. Bethesda, no, you don't have you don't have the room for, for doing that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just... Remember, remember, why pay for the DLC when you can get it for free modding? It's just how it is. Yeah. Everyone wanted, you know, better settlement interactions. So now there's a mod for that. Fucking Bethesda comes out like a couple days later with the workshop items. And it's just like, we already have a mod that does this. I don't need to do anything else. I don't want to do anything else. Go away. <laughs> or, or, or better yet, let's say that fucking Dragon Age Inquisition comes out. I mean, and, and, and they bring out a new DLC. Just like, yeah, it's a lot of cool cosmetic items that you can wear on your character. Yeah, but a modder has already done this. They look cooler, and they have put in a lot more work than you have. I'm going to stay with the modder, and that's about it. Yeah. Always remember, before you put out a cosmetic item, look on Nexus. Just go to Nexus, look at what they're doing, and realize that your DLC's probably bad. <laughs> because the mo- every single time a modder puts out something, the game company that they that they modded for loses a DLC pack. Just saying. Could have made necromancy a lot more fun in Skyrim. Now I have a mod for it. <laughs> could have made martial arts in Skyrim. Now there's a mod for it. But you didn't. But you didn't. All right. Is there any other uh, comments about DLC that you want to make? Oh, God, no. But it's just, before you buy DLC, 
look on your local, uh, get on the internet, get on your goggles or your yahoos or whatever, or your bing. Your duck, duck, go, so you don't get tracked. Or ask Jeeves. Yes. A good butler. Is that even up still? Uh, It's just ask.com. Oh, okay. But just always remember, just get get on whatever search engine that you want. And then look up video game cosmetic item mod. You'll probably have it. It's gonna be free. Just takes up a little bit of space on your uh, on 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 your on your internet, and you use up a little bit of that bandwidth. Download that, put it on the game, get on in the game, and then play with that free cosmetic item you got. You don't need to pay fifty bucks in order to get that new horse armor. We drink to forget. <laughs> yeah, but the, the memory the, still the keep coming The abusive relationship between us and Bethesda, uh, it, you know, it roots way deeper than, than just Skyrim. Yes. $15 horse armor. I can't believe they did that. All right, then. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. Guys, thank you very much for listening to this episode. If you want to support us, there's a few ways here. Help us grow the listener base. Share the show. Share it with uh, with whoever you think would be able to uh, uh, take the time to listen to the show and, and give us their, uh, their lovely attention. Uh, share it through uh, whichever means you want to. Facebook, uh, Twitter. Pornhub, it's all good. Get butts and seats and get some listeners uh, heeding our words. And if you want to uh, support us financially, we even have uh, patreon.com slash arrogant media for $5 per month to get access into the Discord server that uh, users are able to listen in while we record. We have Weirdo in the chat uh, listening in right now, actually. Uh, special shout outs to uh, Rajon and uh, Hitmonkey as well. Thank you, guys. And if you also want to buy a t-shirt or a mug, we've got merch.arrogantmedia.net. Thanks again, and until next time, One, two, three. fall damage. Okay. Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network. <laughs>